Welcome to Subsy Life, Conscious Living with a Twist. So, Syra, we, we have to say who we are. I'm Dr. Syra. Dr. Syra, make sure you don't forget the doctor. We're back to that. <laughs> My name is Faison Subzeli, and uh, we're we're a husband wife team. Uh, we're uh, we'll talk about kind of the projects, but we haven't done an episode of uh, the Subsy Life episodes in a long 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 time mm-hmm. and part of like some of the reasons of course i mean lots of excuses that we have i have a lot i'm sure sire has a few as well but i have a lot of excuses oh, yeah it's all me she's blaming me absolutely <laughs> so uh <laughs> so partly it's because um uh, well, well we'll kind of get into the reason but we're back and we're uh, looking forward to kind of talking uh to you about um, all the different topics that we've kind of uh, have in our minds as well as things that we've kind of gone through. So let's start with where have we been? Where have we been? So Subsy Life, the point of this podcast was for us to kind of just hang out in our living room and chat about different topics. And then you're kind of like peeking in like a spy. So we're just going to forget about you for a while and we're going to (laughs) talk. So where have we been over the last, what, year? Yeah, um, a lot of things have happened, right? The the most important thing, I, well, not the most important, sorry. One of the biggest things of us doing it now, especially on video, is that we've actually opened up a center, Dragonfly Wellness Center. Yeah. And this has been a vision of ours for a, the longest time. We just didn't have the courage, uh, the capacity, uh, whatever, to kind of step in and execute on that vision mm-hmm. and we haven't executed fully either right and uh, we we started we're in with, the process we are in the process but then COVID-19 <laughs> well COVID-19 has happened but but for us this was an episode so we've got this channel Dragonfly Wellness Center TV right and part of that uh is to have conversations like this Sarah's having conversations with her friend Laura around what a parent what a parents do around COVID um, and other things that are happening in our lives right now. Uh, we're planning on having Syrah uh, teach because she loves teaching. Uh, she loves talking, so she'll... <laughs> I love talking. Who's been talking a lot? I've been today? talking a lot. Yeah. I'll, let you, I'll let you kind of jump in. <laughs> so that's kind of the, the vision of us now going over to the video um, conversations as well as uh, kind of doing this on podcast. But that's that's a very recent event. Where have we been is dealing with loss, mm-hmm. dealing with shame, dealing with unworthiness, not wanting to step up and do something like this. Because for me, um, we, we lost our, uh, <clears throat> Sarah lost her stepdad. I lost a good friend that we, we miss now. Um, it's the same person. He's it's talking. the same person. He didn't lose a friend. And... <laughs> I mean, he was a father-in-law, but he was a good friend that I could, I could confide in. And so that that loss kind of threw me off completely in the sense of what what have I been doing, right? And partly 
because of that, I actually quit my job. I I said, you know, we I almost on. sold everything and jumped in an RV and lived on the road. Almost. We did. We did. Yeah. For a we, minute, we, we almost thought we about We thought that. about all these things, right? Because it was so sudden. Yeah. Like he was. We were at your sister's wedding. Yeah. And then the next month he was in a hospital, and the month after that he was gone. gone. So, so for us, it was, it, it was a challenging time from that perspective. And that just brought on me taking on stress, putting on weight. Um, and then that also then adds to my unworthiness and, and like, am I actually providing any value right. doing this? Or at home or, or at, at home, work or anything. Yeah. Right. And, and so I've, I've been doing a little bit of soul searching and now finally, whatever I look like, <laughs> whatever I sound like I'm stepping in and saying okay yes I don't know if there is any value I bring but I will show up yeah. and I will do whatever it needs to be done here you know shame is so insidious right because it's from the inside often right like maybe yeah. when we were kids we were you know we were made to feel ashamed by other people but now as adults this is all it's me. usually right it comes from yeah, the yeah. inside it's not yeah. like somebody else is making you it's like the shame is already there and so things that are not supposed to activate you or trigger you they're just things as a matter of fact passing by can can be like oh yeah. how did it so an example so i was um i work at a college now i'm teaching and i had a review and i know there's this one student who wasn't happy about a mark she got and i know she didn't give me a great review and if you're watching this i forgive you she gave me an awful review and my manager had to sit with me and tell me about, you know, what this student said. And it was, I could just feel the heat, right? During that, it's just like this heat started rising inside of me. And during that conversation, I had to do everything I could not to burst into tears, to keep professional, right? To Luckily, it was over the phone, so they couldn't see my face. But, you know, it's like, it's it, to feel like I failed in whatever arena, Right. That brings up a lot of shame for me. And I yeah. think part of it is the story that if I'm going to do something, I better do it perfectly, which isn't really going to like that means I'm never going to do most things. I'll do right. the one thing I know how to do. Right. And I won't try anything else. But partly and same thing here. Right. Like how many people are going to watch? Same thing we talked about this morning. Right. Is it actually worth doing and putting out this content? We don't know if anybody's getting anything out of it. Uh, we don't know if we're getting anything out of it. I'm getting something out of it. Speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. You're... I get to hang out with my husband. Like, get his <laughs> Uninterrupted phone. because I don't have my he's phone. He's not on his cell phone. He's not, like, answering a conference call. So I'm happy <laughs> with this whole arrangement. So I'm getting something out of it. I don't care about all y'all. Yeah. 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 It's, all, it's all about her. Um, well, yeah. No, but but I think for, for me, it's... What's the value of this, right? Like, I think from a judgment perspective... So when we talk about shame, we talk about um, unworthiness. It's uh, and that's that's kind of what I've been dealing with for the last six months. And I think it's different to talk about these things as concepts. Yeah, it's very different when you have a lived experience in your body when you feel like you failed in your body when you feel ashamed. Like that's very different than being like, you know, like those affirmation cards like I am great, everybody loves me, or whatever we try to t like. That's all intellectual. Right. But shame is in the like it's here. So what's it's but alive. what's the what's the integration? Oh, sorry. What's the connection to value? 
with shame and uh, shame value worthiness yeah but what what does that have to do with value like why why so the question would be then if i was your therapist i'm not your therapist his therapist but if i was his therapist I'm and, I, his and therapist. I think i think the good lord thank you for not making me <laughs> your therapist is your own therapist but you know if i were to talk to a client about th these different pieces they're all aspects of the same thing and the same thing to me is not good enough not enough not, not good enough. enough yeah and that's something again that we picked up when we were really young um probably mistakenly probably mm. in a scenario that wasn't so an example um so we have two kids, we have a 10 year old and a seven year old and there was something was happening. I think she got hurt or something and I was watching TV or something like that. There's, you know, I was distracted and she, something happened to her. And so of course I put down what I was doing and I went and checked on her and she said, Oh, I didn't think you were going to come. And I said, why not? She said, well, you were watching TV. And I said to her, I said, uh, you are much more important than TV. I'm going to come. If you need me, I'm here. I'm your mom those words would have never been articulated in our parents generation they didn't talk like that right yeah so a child could then make stories about what's important to their parents how valuable they are whether they, they're good enough whether they're all these stories get made up because there was a missed opportunity yeah. right and that's nobody's fault it's just that we know differently about parenting now we know that kids can handle a lot more um we don't have to protect them and shield them we can actually include them in our families in a different way yeah so I think that's where it comes from. So it's back to your childhood. Sorry. Back to childhood. It's yeah. always back to and your I, childhood. And I think when we talk about childhood though, right? Uh, one thing to be clear with uh, anybody that's listening or who you may be working with is that we're not trying to place blame yeah. on a situation or on people. Or right? on parents. Or on parents or anything to do with that, right? Like it's, it's just about how we interpret it interpreted that situation right. like how did a five-year-old respond to that situation yeah versus you know whatever 40 year old and when i work in therapy with people and we actually uncover some of those things it's amazing right that a, an incident that would seem insignificant to many people for that individual had a deep impact and they might not even know it right and so now when things around that happen to them they get this feeling of shame or worthlessness or valuelessness and they can't figure it out. So that's where some of the, yeah. that's so, the value. So why does always going to make you go to therapy. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you trying to push that pill on me. Um, so what's the, what's the tie between grief and why does grief bring up some of these things or push it to the, well, grief is about loss. Right. Right. Grief is like a deep and abiding loss. Why does it bring up? So like I thought I had worked out a lot of these situations, a lot of the unworthiness and oh, value okay, and all yeah, those, right? Saying, so you're saying so somebody passes it, away and all this stuff. Yeah, well, passes because, away or something like. So here's the other situation, right? Where we are today, there are people losing work. There are people losing their houses, mm -hmm. right? Their jobs. Uh, their yeah, the jobs are gone. Their businesses. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so their yeah loss is happening right now. Yeah. Right. People are dying. Yeah. Um. So. All of this loss is, of course, going to bring up a lot of this. Well, and this is why, because yeah. loss, especially grief, is such an overwhelming emotion that most of us can't push it down. Right. There's other emotions that you can kind of stuff it and stuff it. But with grief, it's it comes out and most of us can't push it down. Now, once it's come out, it makes space for all those other things that you have pushed down over the years. 
there's like there's kind of like um like a trail where they can now start coming out to it's a good thing because if we don't experience if we don't you what do they say you if you can't feel it you can't heal it yeah right and so these old emotions that have been pushed down they actually direct our lives and so right now as people are experiencing loss and fear in an overwhelming way you might find that things that you haven't even think, thought about for years are coming up and mm. you know you're kind of having to work through those things and that's why it's because it, it kind of like takes off the seal and all these other emotions start coming up right that's why it happens like that right right so i guess we're getting towards the end here what are some of the things uh you would suggest kind of one either dealing with grief or dealing with the unworthiness how do you actually go about uh working through other than therapy, which is important. I think, you know, I'm not, I know we joke about it. it, it is important, but what are some of the things, some of the tools that, mm -hmm. uh, that others can kind of practice today? So one of the things that I've started a couple months ago is um, a practice from a book called Writing Down the Soul. And it's a journaling practice. So basically you journal um, at the same time in the same place every day. And the idea is that there's different, we have access to another part of ourself, a higher part of ourself, our soul, our spirit, whatever that is, right? The, or some people might think of it as a higher power or a God or something, right? But something beyond my day-to-day -day conscious mind. Some people might call it the subconscious mind. And so through this practice, we kind of write consciously for a while. And then if you do that enough and you do that regularly in, in a rhythm, suddenly your writing might start to change and you'll start to see that there's another voice coming through. You know, the Greeks used to call it the muse. So there's this other, this creative force that's in us or around us and it can start giving you information and messages. It's, it sounds a bit like strange and I wasn't really sold, but I tried it. She said, just try it. Try it for, you know, a hundred days. Well, no, she said 30 days. Try 30 days consecutively and see what happens. Yeah. And I have to say for myself, um, that's, a daily practice that I have that gives me a place to kind of put some of those things that I can't talk to you about. Mm -hmm. I can't, I could maybe talk to my friends about, but you know, it's a huge thing to me. They won't see it as a, as a huge of a right. thing. If I talk to my family about it, well, maybe they're the reason I'm upset. Right. So I, it's, it's like what Brene Brown says, your journal is your best therapist. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things is writing. Um, absolutely. And another way is through creative projects like, um, coloring, I'm doing lots of coloring of mandalas, arts and crafts, scrapbooking, uh, just creating things, creating tasty, healthy meals, right? right? So just because when we're locked in, when we're, um, we don't have the freedom of movement, what did Nelson Mandela say, right? You can't put my mind in jail, right? And so there's an opportunity for us here to keep our minds free and let that creativity come through despite whatever our physical limitations are as far as you know coming out of our houses or whatever right, right. okay good so I think those are good tools so writing mm -hmm. doing creative projects mm -hmm. uh, those are important to work through the emotions lean on your loved ones lean on your loved ones yes. enough <laughs> to take it yeah Le lessons that I'm learning is <laughs> I think the, the biggest part is trust right like building trust that um when i'm that vulnerable that that i can lean on somebody mm -hmm. right and i think the for some reason again probably back to childhood right i stopped doing that 
right? I stopped trusting, mm-hmm. uh, trusting the people around me, trusting the divine, whatever it may be, but I stopped trusting. And that, that's the process that I'm going through now is rebuilding that trust, mm-hmm. rebuilding the trust in myself as, as well to say, I can actually follow through. I can, and, uh, and keep I can work your commitments to yourself, right? Yeah. That's, it's really hard. It's like, if, if you look at it, you might be letting yourself down in ways that other people would never let you down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you had committed to do whatever X for someone else, you would do it. Right. But when it comes to doing it for myself, yeah. I'm not doing it. And right. I think, again, as far as this time that we're in with COVID-19 and, you know, the, the, the changes that are happening in the world, um, making some real meaningful commitments to ourselves for our own self-care is like that's crucial i'm actually giving a webinar on it next week right on self-care because it's just such an important time to and it would be just too easy to to forget to forget yeah so uh we'll we'll kind of end it here Mm -hmm. um until uh what i don't know when when we're going to do this again hopefully this is on a regular basis now um but hopefully again you find value in this uh um (laughs) in me stepping up uh, because I do find value in being able to do this. These See, conversations, right? <laughs> these conversations are important because it gets me thinking. This is my uh, creative uh, output, right? Like because I get to take the videos and I, right, the audios and whatnot. I get to actually uh, edit them. It helps me, kind of again listening to the conversation. Like, oh, I said that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I guess I got to do something about it, right? Um, and so it's, so it's important for me to continue doing this. Um, so until next time, smile more and worry less.